Welcome to Watchfire Music's Theater of the Imagination. We recommend a pair of good headphones and your favorite easy chair, where you can sit back, close your eyes, and immerse yourself in all three series of this podcast. Scattershot Symphony, Having a Talk with God, and Rosemary and Time, the podcast musical. And now, let us begin. We invite you to Theater of the Imagination. A musical podcast, miniseries, in 16 episodes. Watchfire Music and Scattershot Symphony present Rosemary and Time. If you're new to our story, we strongly advise you to start at the beginning. That would be episode one, the pilot. If you've been following us all along, that's right nice of you. Here's a little recap of where we left off. Song for the road, finally free, and on the go. Possibly go wrong. Well, we shall see. So now, welcome to episode 13. Take one down, pass it around. 69 bottles of beer on the wall. 69 bottles of beer on the wall. 69 bottles of beer. Take one down, pass it around. 68 bottles of beer on the wall. Stop, please. Teach us another song, please, Mr. Josiah. This one go on forever. <laughs> oh, uh, perhaps one in Spanish. Oh, sorry, Maria. No speak it as Spanish. But I do know a little pig Latin. <laughs> Actually, we're getting a little low on gas. We gotta find a place to stop. That's fine with me. 
I'm about ready for the ladies' room. Get in line. A room for ladies? What do we do in there? Mm, I'll let you explain this one, Lizzie. We do things that only ladies know about, Maria. Very private. Jose cannot come? No, Maria. Jose not allowed. Then I not go either. Oh, you'll go all right. You won't want to miss this. I take Alejandro. You go. Enjoy. Here we go. Coming up, Jimmy Bob's gas and gastric delights. Oh. <laughs> I stay in the car with Alejandro. He's sleeping now. You go make happy times in ladies' room. Yeah, come on, Maria. We're gonna go make happy times. Sí, señor. Cute little chiquito you got there, mi amigo. You speak English? Uh, un poco. Nice car you got there. Oh, wow, purple, huh? Sí, purple. Gracias. Where are you headed? Hey, 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 um, hey, um, no comprendo. Hey, hey, hey. ¿A dónde va? At this point, I shall spare you the time it would take to translate the ensuing conversation. But know that within the next five minutes, it seemed to Jose that he had finally found what he sought. A new Spanish friend that was also from Honduras, who had come to America just like he had, escaping a troubled life, just like he had journeying to New Mexico to find a new home, just like he had. But sadly, he'd not found the dream he sought. How luxurious it was to at last have an entire conversation in Spanish. How fortuitous it was to run across such a compadre as his new friend, whose fate and future so matched his very own. By the time Maria arrived, giggling from her happy times in the newly discovered ladies' room, Jose and the stranger were fast friends. Jose, I find treat for Alejandro. Maria, I find new friend. Oh, oh. hello. I am Maria. And I am Ramon Antonio Emiliano Rodriguez, at your service. Maria, Ramon come also from Honduras. I tell him we go to join others like us who come in America. Yeah, he will join us in a, at a, in a, uh, how'd you say? In search of others who come with courage from so far away. They come in secret and are most plentiful, but sadly also most surreptitious. What is this uh, surreptitious? Surreptitious uh, simply means uh, hard to find. Ah, I see. Yes. Ramon can teach more better English to you. To us, Jose. To us. See, 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 see. A very fancy purple car you have here. Might I ride along with you, senorita? I can perhaps pay for the gasoline. Mind your manners, muchacho. I am old enough to be your madre. 
<laughs> My apology, senora. Looks can be most deceiving. So, you get the idea? A snowman in the middle of the desert? <laughs> well, you should have heard Josiah when Jose and Maria approached him with the idea of adding yet another traveler into the already crowded back seat of the Studebaker. What? What? You gotta be joking. There ain't enough room as it is. Come on now, Jose. Jeez. But when newfound friend Ramon slipped him a hundred-dollar Ben Franklin when no one was looking, with a wink and a grin, well, Josiah suddenly surprised everyone except Ramon with a change of heart. Well, I suppose we could always put three in the front. It'll be our good deed for the day. Josiah, you need to get your brain checked. If you think I'm going to squash up between you and time, then... Now, Lizzie, what if God sent this good soul in need to us on purpose? I can't be turning down God now, can I? After all, I, I am, am a, a minister. minister. So then, there were seven and a half. Josiah, driving, got the evil eye more than once from both Lizzie and Time, squashed into the front seat, while our three vagabonds from Honduras carried on about the good old days back in Sabana Grande. And what a small world it really is. How fascinating it was that Ramon's life so paralleled their own. Why, it was positively serendipitous, these three birds of the same feather. Hmm. But no, Ramon Antonio Emiliano Rodriguez was a charmer. Jose needed no convincing. Maria was slower to come around, but Ramon knew how to flirt just enough to awaken in her at least the thrill of being mistaken for the beauty she once was. Even so, she remained on the fence. Time was simply pleased to feel the joy and laughter coming from the lifted spirits of the back seat. For Josiah, at least, the stress of financial responsibility had been taken off his shoulders as Ramon continued to act the big spender, buying lunch for all and a grand assortment of snacks for the road as well as gas and even a suggested, have an oil change, it's on me. I hear a knocking of some concern in the vicinity of your carburetor. Josiah could only be ever grateful for the pecuniary support. As to Lizzie, who slightly more than all others had seen it all. Well, she waffled between cynic and skeptic with a variety of... Oh, please. Are you kidding? Come on, this guy's a little much. Lordy, listen to him now. And once even a... What a creep. Oh, Lizzie, don't you see? He's just bringing them such happiness. And later, when they reached the outskirts of Albuquerque, 
Ramon even won Lizzie over when he announced that he'd be much obliged if he could treat them all to dinner. At a fine restaurant of your choice. And it's all on me. And so, they stopped for dinner in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Lizzie took on the job of picking the restaurant, since she was so, by far, the one in the know. Here it is now, the perfect one, French cuisine. Douche de Delices. Sounds like a place for women only. Well, now, that sort of takes away your appetite. Nevertheless, off they headed for an evening of delectable delights that none of them could pronounce. When they got to the restaurant and were shown to their table, the first thing they all did was to head off to the ladies' room, and for Josiah, of course, the men's room, leaving behind Jose to mind the baby, and, of course, Ramon to pursue his objective. Now, Jose, come here. Tell me more about all those uh, compadres we're planning on meeting up with. They come from Honduras, too? Oh, see, many come from Honduras to land of plenty. We have hope to meet soon. They come the same route you did? Oh, see, many people come to America. And there are a lot of them? Oh, yes. Many hundred people come. Uh-huh. By boat? By land? How? Oh, yes. Uh, many people come. Like us. No. Uh, but you, how did you travel? Boat. We take boat. Who brought you to America? The white man. He hold my money so Maria and me become, how do you say, um, American citizen. <laughs> right. American citizens. <laughs> well, go on. So now, uh, now you are an American citizen? I do not know. I do know I never see my money again. Oh, well, that's just terrible. You got screwed. Screwed? What screwed mean? You know, taken for a ride. Cheated. I not understand. Yeah, yeah. So when, when you got to America, how did you travel then? With feet. We walk. Hmm? We, with thumb. We, we ride. Always looking for our peoples. Ah, so you haven't found them, these peoples. Okay. No comprendo. Are you going to meet them, these many peoples? Oh, see, si. We hope to meet them very much. And do you know where you will all meet up? Por favor, repita. Where will you find your friends? Ah, New Mexico. See, si. Find friends New Mexico. No, I know that. I know that. What city? I know not city, but soon we find you. Does Maria know where to find friends? I see. Maria know everything. I follow. Ah, here she comes. Ask now. Okay, I, I won't bother now about this. I will talk to her later. Ah, Maria, Ramon, have a question for you. Oh, Jose, you, you should see ladies' room. Very beautiful. Even a lady with towels to dry hands. Maria, please, answer question, Ramon. Uh, no, no, that's all right. No importante. Yeah, how'd you like that stall? All the comforts of home. I wish my home looked like that. And so it went. 
an evening of small talk and French cuisine. Relaxed and having fun, and their first taste of a fine French Cabernet Sauvignon. They brag to their newfound friend and most generous host about finding their dream, a home amongst their people. Somehow, in the discombobulation of words lost in translation, the wrong idea continues to grow in Ramon's mind. Sometimes you humans hear only what you want to hear and leave the rest to pasture. So Ramon, eager to prove to his fellow CBP undercover agents and bosses of the U.S. Customs and Border Protection Law Enforcement Organization, proved himself in his overzealous ambitions to be decidedly human missing several salient points, and in fact misunderstanding the most important point that Jose and Maria, our two illegal immigrants, were not meeting up with a cadre of highly organized illegal immigrants, but in fact knew no one in the whole of America except two washburns and a cran bottom. Instead, his ethos to prove himself a guardian of our nation's borders, stand fast on America's front line, and protect the hallowed homeland, drove him to hunt down, expose, and eradicate the threats and instruments of terror from the dreaded enemy. <sighs> that would be Jose and Maria. Thinking and now knowing, that he's on to something even bigger, something that will truly bring honor to himself and, of course, to his motherland agency. He excuses himself from the dinner table to make a phone call. Hey, Felix, let me speak to the boss. I don't care if he's busy. This is a big one. I got to speak to him now. No, no, we're talking hundreds, and we got to act fast. I get him on the line now. Hey, Captain, Agent Smallwood here. I got a big one. A whole cadre of illegals. Now, I'm meeting them this evening in several hours, and this is so big, I'm going to need help. At least ten other agents beside myself, armed and ready to rock. Oh, I'm in Albuquerque now with my source, and they're going to lead me right to them. Oh, I'd say at least 50 to 100, all out of Honduras. Right. Right, right. I know, I know. It's a lot to get together, but this is a big one. I'm sure of it. I don't know exactly where yet, but we're driving west on Highway 40 towards the Arizona border. I know the meeting's set somewhere in New Mexico, and at this rate, we'll probably hit the border in about four hours. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe somewhere around Gallup. No, no, no. They think I'm one of them. So far, so good. Well, <laughs> actually... It was pretty easy. I just charmed your pants off at them. <laughs> There's a bunch of dumb shits. Real dumb shits. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll be in touch once we're on the road. If I can't find a place to call, I'll text you. But the meet's set for tonight. Okay, I'll see you there. Wherever there is. Now, I don't know where y'all are going to end up tonight, uh, but don't you think it's time for the ladies to sleep in a real bed and have a shower and maybe even breakfast in bed? 
Heck yeah, that'd be great. I love that. So, if you'd be willing to disclose to me at least the town that you're heading for tonight, I'd be most happy to book a couple of hotel rooms in advance so we could all make ourselves a bit more civilized when the time comes. And it's all on me. Well, I don't know about the rest of y'all, but I'm definitely in favor of being a bit more civilized. Me too. Mm -hmm. That sounds great. Well, then, good, good. So, um, what's our destination? Anyone got the map? Time, you're the map lady. Of course. I always come prepared. Let's see here. We're headed for the Arizona border. Takes about three or four hours. There's Blue Water. That sounds like a nice place. And then Pinedale. Then, hey, how about Gallup, New Mexico? That sure sounds like fun. Maybe Ramon could buy us each a horse. <laughs> Very funny. Y'all sure do know how to guard a secret. Are you saying Gallup's the destination? I don't know. I guess so. They got any hotels there? <laughs> Another comedian. I'm sure they do. Come on. Well, then, Gallup it is. Good. You sure now, huh? Gallup is the place, huh? Gallup, here we come. Maria, we go to Gallup? Yes, Jose. Tonight, Gallup. That be the end of uh, New Mexico. Yes, Jose, that be the end. Tomorrow we begin again. Okay. Well, thank you. Thanks for finally including me. <laughs> I get it. It's better to be safe than sorry. Yeah. I pray we all be safe. Oh, yes. we will. We'll be safe. We will. Drop mm-hmm. safely. Mm-hmm. Well, you all get to praying. I just remembered I got to make another phone call. <laughs> I'll be right back. Why does he leave us to make phone call? Will he not pray with us? Very busy man, Maria. We pray. He make business. And what business he make, Jose? He tell you? He is man of many questions, but not so many answers. I'm not so sure, Jose. Strange feelings on this man. Yes, Maria. Strange feelings. My husband already be once uh, a... How do you say? uh, So-called? So-core. So-core? Oh, yeah, I think the word is sucker, Maria. Sucker. Ah, si, si, sucker. Anyway, best not to go down that road. So, okay, now for the moment we all been waiting for. Dessert. What y'all want? Now, now, hold on just a moment here. Speaking of Ramon, I've been doing some wondering about him. If he's got all this money, why does he have to hitch a ride with us? Good question. Something fishy about that guy. Hmm, he is a man of many butterflies. All going in different directions. He, he said he'd be looking for a Spanish friend just like us. Where'd he be looking? On telephone? Do you think he really is Spanish, Maria? Sometimes his accent don't sound so Spanish. He say he from America. I thought he said he was from Honduras, just like you. Si, si, si. He from Honduras. Sabana Grande. Well, maybe he forget just where he from. Not likely, Maria. And what is with all them phone calls? What's so important that he missed half the dinner? Well, we'll just have to keep an eye on him, that's all. 
It's clear that something ain't adding up. Maybe we order dessert for him. At least then he must join us. Yeah, let's just order one each and pass them around. If he don't like his, I'll eat it. Maria, please explain what is happening. I no follow. They do not like our friend? No, Jose. Everything all right, no worries. We now order many desserts. Stuffed to the gills with creme brulee, profiterole, souffle, macaron, and pain au chocolat. An apprehension forgotten. After dessert, they all climbed, groaning, back into the car to venture on. Ramon had returned excitedly to a table of delights, paid the check, announcing grandly the extravagant amount, leaving all breathless, finishing off his parting words to the waitstaff with his usual, And it's all on me! Which, of course, as we all now know, it was not. Rather, it was all on the United States government. Not surprising was that Ramon Antonio Emiliano Rodriguez conveniently forgot to pay the tip. Once back on the road, our strange little family settled quietly and thoughtfully into the equally strange and labored sounds of their purple chariot as it sped at 40 miles per hour across the desert floor. Other travelers on their way west seemed to fly by them at supersonic speeds, their red taillights disappearing quickly into the blackness of the road ahead. And occasionally time squashed in between driver Josiah and a softly snoring shotgun Lizzie would catch laughing children, noses pressed up against the back seat rear windows of their speeding BMWs and Mercedes Benz, waving jeeringly as they sped on out of sight. One little girl even gave her and her purple chariot the finger as she disappeared into the night. But time didn't mind. There was nothing like the desert sky at night. Setting there in the front seat was like traveling among the stars. They were so close. Time hugged her growing baby in her tummy and thought... I wish you could see what I'm seeing, little one. Someday, you and me will do this again. And when we do, I only hope we can travel more slowly and have the time to take it all in. The rest slept. Except, of course, Ramon, who fantasized the hours that lay ahead. The thrill of the hunt, the lust of the bust, the opportunity to possibly, at last, use his firearm tucked away in his satchel. 
the drama of actually having the power to separate a newborn from its mother, the gratification of actually sending a minister and not one, but two women to prison for aiding and abetting illegal aliens, and the rush and adulation he would undoubtedly receive from his captain and fellow undercover agents for a job well done. He saw himself quickly rising through the ranks of the CBP, a guardian of the nation's borders, a protector of the American people against terrorists and their instruments of terror. He was deeply into his nightly daydream when he began to smell smoke. Hey, Josiah, do you smell what I smell? It smells like oil burning. Yeah, I slowed it down to 30, but there's still smoke coming from the engine. Did you get that oil changed? Well, of course. Morgan told me she was an oil guzzler, but <laughs> I had no idea. Well, maybe you left the cap off. Well, that kid back at the gas station seemed to know what he was doing. Okay, better pull off on the siding up there so as I can take a look. Okay, we'll do. Hey, why are we stopping? Seems we got a little engine trouble. Gotta just let her cool down a bit, I reckon. Leave the engine running. Everybody stay in the car. I will check under the hood. Josiah, sit tight. I may need you to pump the gas pedal to rev the engine for me. What's happening? Why are we stopping? Car trouble. Smell all that smoke? Car broke? Nah, we just gotta let things cool down a bit. For Ramon, this was both a blessing and a curse. This might necessitate putting the meat off for an hour or two, but at least he could now make a phone call to let them all know. So, he opened up the hood and propped it open with the hood prop. You know, that stick that holds the hood way open so you can fix the engine? The hood being all the way open now, prohibited anyone in the car from seeing what he's doing. So he yelled. This may take a minute, Josiah. Everybody just sit tight, and I'll have it fixed in no time. How nice we have Ramon to take care of us. Perhaps he make more phone calls. At that, he placed his call to further update his captain as to the where and timing of the bust. Unfortunately, his captain had far too many unanswered questions that needed answering. So the call began to drag on and on and on. What the hell's he doing out there? Rebuilding the engine? This ain't looking so promising. I'm agreeing with you, Lizzie. This is taking way too long. I'd honk the horn, but that could scare him out of his shoes. Why don't you get out there and see if you can give him a hand? Well, okay. Not sure what I can do. But I'll give it a try. Keep the door open. We need some air in here. Oh, all right. It was pitch black outside when Lizzie got out. Josiah had turned off the headlights to save the battery. And the engine was still chugging. So Lizzie had to move slowly on the gravel siding. And Ramon, still on the phone, never heard or saw her coming. 
she saw that he was once again on the phone. So, out of curiosity, she crouched down in the dark, holding on to the fender, and gave the moment a good listen. Don't worry, Cap. These people don't suspect nothing. Every one of them is just dumb as hell. By the time we get to Gallup, I'll have them all wrapped around my finger. They already think I'm some sort of savior. It's either prison or deportation for each of them, and you better have someone there to take over the baby as well. Nah, I don't think they're armed, but you never know. They're dumb enough to be carrying. But, oh, I, I really gotta go, boss. Uh, they're probably all asleep or beginning to wonder. Right, yeah, I'll call you again when we get close to Gallup. Let's kick some ass. Lizzie heard every morsel of the conversation, and as she stood up, her heart pounded furiously. She went to turn around and warn the others, but the gravel crunched under her feet. Someone there? Hi, Ramon. We just was wondering how you're doing out here, so I thought I'd come out and just see if you needed some help. You think things are cooling off? Yeah, uh, that's what I've been doing, letting things cool off a bit. We could probably get her going again soon. Wow, you know all about engines. You are one smart stud, highly intelligent and good looking. Can you show me where the manifold is? I was wanting to learn about a car engine. With that, she bends over into the engine under the hood, giving Ramon a spectacular view of her backside. And then, she softly purrs. Is that thing right there a manifold? I've always wondered what one looked like. Come here and show me. Ramon ducked under that hood with her faster than you could say carburetor. Flashlight in hand, he started to point out each engine part whether he really knew what it was or not. It was then that Lizzie came to the climax of her budding idea. Stepping back out of the way, she simply said, And what's the purpose of this here stick? Oops. With that, the purple hood of the Studebaker came crashing down on Ramon's head, knocking him not only stone cold, but also forcing his entire face and chest hard down upon the still-smoking hot car radiator. All that could be seen from the front seat of the car were Ramon's wildly twitching legs dancing furiously in midair in some form of post-mortem type spasm as Lizzie stood back, arms folded, casually watching. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess that old stick there was to hold up the hood. Well, I must be dumb as hell not to have known that. Ramon, Antonio, Emiliano Rodriguez, you dumb shit. I do apologize. Now, Lizzie had no intention of killing the man. And she hadn't. But he was in bad shape. The back of his head all cut open and bleeding like a stuck pig. And the front of him burned to a crisp from chin to navel. 
what she'd overheard Ramon saying to his captain had been forever burned into her brain. So it had been easy relating it word to word to the others who all sat spellbound in their astonishment. All agreed that Ramon, he was some scoundrel. But since he seemed to be still alive, they must do what they could do to resuscitate him. So, Josiah Maria had him lying out there on the gravel, trying to revive him, and Lizzie sat trembling in the front seat with Time, who was trying to give our hero some comfort. Now, don't you fret none. You did what you had to do, and you saved us. We ain't out of the woods yet, but he ain't doing no arresting tonight, and neither is anybody else. We'll just avoid old Gallup, New Mexico, like the plague, and be on our way. Here, wipe your nose with this Kleenex. Stop your shaking, girl. We're going to be all right now. Don't you see? You are just an instrument of God out there doing his work and protecting his child. I'm so proud of you, Lizzie. Why, you just saved every one of us single-handed like. You are something else, sister. (laughs) Okay, we got his head all bound up with some newspaper and my shirt. And he come to, at least for a minute. First thing he said after moaning was, Who the hell are you? I don't suppose little amnesia is a particular bad for us at this present time. He's pretty much a crispy critter in front, and he's probably in shock, so the best thing we can do for him is to get him to the hospital and be on our way. If we drive him off at the emergency room door, we can just tell him we found him out here on the road like this, which, in fact, is not even telling a lie. Jose, let you and me get him in the car now, and we'll be on our way. Si, senor. Please, forgive. I make terrible mistake. I so sorry. Jose, he hornswoggled all of us. We should have seen it coming, but we didn't. Thank the Lord for Lizzie. She paid the devil his last farthing. <laughs> you paid the devil his due, Lizzie. You did the right thing. When you told us things he was saying, I thought to myself, man, you are a fool for not seeing through these shenanigans. <laughs> we was protected by both God and you, Lizzie. Okay, come on, Jose. Let's get him in here. And so they did just that. Ramon was a mess, totally delirious and totally confused about what was going on around him. But somehow he knew that these strange people were helping him and he seemed grateful for that. The nearest town was just 10 minutes away and all went according to plan. Ramon Antonio Emiliano Rodriguez lived to tell about it, but he never did remember much to tell. So on they drove through the night, finally leaving New Mexico behind, a hodgepodge of memories that would never be forgotten. When Josiah started nodding off at the wheel, time drove while everyone slept, and Lizzie squirmed and shuddered in her dreams. The sun rose on the Arizona highway up ahead, and time, in her mind, bid good morning to her friend God and his child.
thank you, Lord, this morning. I thank you for the lion heart of Miss Lizzie. I thank you for her courage. And I thank you for this sunrise that lights our way. And I ask that you watch over us this day and I pray you go before us how could I ask for more I don't ask for much I don't ask for much just a little such and such just a little touch Just a little such and such Just a little touch Just a little touch Just a Did you enjoy this episode? If so, check out the show notes and follow the link to subscribe to Theater of the Imagination. There, you can unlock access to its treasure chest of inspirational entertainment and a world of exciting creativity.